Thanks for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take a look at surviving the boys' club, perfect poly, motherhood, all while living in the glass fishbowl. I'm Amanda Goodman. And I'm Tara Thomas. We are always excited to be back. Every Monday morning, I think, is when these latest podcasts drop. And it's been already amazing how much people say, we can relate, this resonates with us. And then also somewhat shocked to learn about what really happened behind the scenes in our decades in television news. When the veil was lifted. I want to thank a quick sponsor. I want to thank Rock Jim, the OG of gyms in the Cedar Valley often. How are those workouts going? They are intense. But it's nice to see like some muscles again. (laughs) You know, I've given up the tater Feeling muscles you forgot existed being used. It is. It is literally the big work, the best workout because don't, like I do not like the scale. Like I, I refuse to get on a scale because that does not... Define you? No. When I had, when I was forced to get on a scale when I was pregnant, I would stand on it backwards, and I'm like, "Do not tell me. Like, we're not going to have an intervention. We're not going to talk about it." So the thing that I like about Rock is that your clothes just start fitting better. Like that's how you tell, and you're losing. You know, you're gaining this muscle, and it's like just trimming you. So, and it's a very early workout that I go to. So it's, but you talk about letting some stress out. You get in there, you just start hitting stuff. Hard. <laughs> a lot of their workout involves the punching, right? It's yeah, you're 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 doing kickboxing, you have a partner and you're doing mitt work with, you know, boxing gloves and it's my favorite is like to throw a good elbow. So if anybody's ever in a bar fight and you need somebody, like I can throw a really good elbow. <laughs> so let me know, but we digress. We're gonna talk today about work life balance. And I think um I can answer people always ask, and I'm sure they ask you. You know, how do you achieve work-life balance? And I always say there's no such thing. The most important thing that you can do is say no. Yes. That's the most important thing. Because at some point, you're never going to give your full attention. Your your home is either is either going to be your home that's suffering and your family, or your work life is going to be suffering. It's an enlightening concept. And when you said that, the first time I heard you share that, I thought... That is so accurate on so many levels because it is a myth to think that anyone is going to be able to do it all. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear people say, I've been able to do something and do it well or put, you know, my passion and my time into it, then you're right. Something had to give in exchange. Right. Exactly. And when we were in news, it was I can I think I can speak for you as well. It was always our family. The pendulum was always swinging, so we were, it was always devoted to work. There was this time that my uh, oldest two children were sick, and I wanted to have off because, you know, they needed mom. They wanted mom. And my husband had already taken off the two previous days. And it was one of those kind of, it was like the really bad flu that mm-hmm. year. And we were in a sweeps month, and I asked my immediate supervisor, my news director, can I have off? Absolutely not. Why would you even ask? And then I came under attack. He, he told me that I didn't really care about my job. Um, you have to make a choice. Do you want to be a mommy? And he said it so sarcastically. He said, or do you want to be a real professional? And I'm thinking, moments later, moments later, one of my male colleagues came up and was talking to me about needing to take off work the next day because his child was sick. And I said, well, good luck. I just got shot down. He allowed that, my male wow. colleague, to have off. And I'm sitting there thinking, What? And I was told if I chose my family over my job, then that was only because I didn't care about my job. 
And that was that perpetual guilt that always weighed on you, especially in an industry where you have to physically be there to be doing the work or engaged. As a news anchor, we could not do anything from home. We couldn't do remote check-in. We couldn't update the newscast via our phones and tablets. So that's where that job is truly unique because as it's called, you are anchored literally to the desk because it's a live broadcast. One evening when I was on the evening shift, so working a second shift, anchoring, co-anchoring the five, six and 10 o'clock newscasts years ago, my husband had an unusual, bizarre event where he had been eating frozen chicken nuggets that he had put in the oven. So picture a bag of those frozen breaded chicken nuggets that all you, you know, all the moms and dads know are a staple of their toddlers and young children's diets. He was popping a piece of it into his mouth as he was also sharing with Charlotte and Thomas, our kids. Something tickled and scratched inside his throat as he swallowed a pretty large piece of this now-cooked, breaded, frozen chicken nugget. And he said to me in the following days, something feels weird. It's almost like I have an irritation in my throat. And I remember slightly feeling something off when I swallowed these chicken nuggets. So long story evolves into him being sent to the dentist And then ultimately back to like a, you know, local doctor, an urgent clinic, because they said, well, the dentist really couldn't handle something that was more throat and then at urgent care. Well, we really think you probably, you know, need to talk to another specialist, another provider. As he's walking to the parking lot, I'll never forget, he later tells me this nurse came running out and she said, you know, we think that you need to go get an x-ray. Thankful, grateful for her, because when he then went to the ER, an x-ray showed there was a foreign object lodged in the lining of his throat. Wow. That same night, so two hours later, I'm back at KWWL getting ready to do the evening news. He had to go into emergency surgery, Amanda. So as they are wheeling him in and he is on his back on the gurney, as you would picture in a movie, the medical staff hovering over him said to him as they're wheeling him in, where is your wife? Where is your significant other? And he said that right before the anesthetic kicked in and he went into La La Land for the surgery, he remembers saying, she's doing the news (laughs) (laughs) as he's being wheeled in. So I had to reflect years and months and immediately days later and say, how sad Mm -hmm. that even my spouse emergency surgery situation was not something where I felt that I would be given the ability to just exit unexpectedly because it was during a sweeps month. And for those of you who don't understand, during our time, our stint in television news, there was a huge focus on what we know that the network used to drive as sweeps or ratings months when all the new programming, the new shows would would be unveiled in November and May being the two primary ones, but then that extended into February and also July. So it was actually, what, four months that were off limits for sick days, Mm -hmm. especially, or vacation was completely out of the question. It's funny that you say that because I missed my brother's wedding. Wow. I missed my brother's wedding. It was a few years ago, and he had called, and he had said it was the beginning of May, and that was the date that his then fiancé, now wife, won it. And I said... That's wonderful. I said, just know that I cannot go. 
I'm already telling, I'm already knowing that I'm not gonna be able to go because May sweeps is one of the May and November, the two big months. And he said, well, let me get a new date. I said, no, this is, this is your day. This is your, you know, your bride's day. That's the day that she wants. And I'm just sorry, I can't be there. So I sat in <laughs> what? that newsroom. She didn't change her wedding because of your she job. She didn't change it because of me and my <laughs> but local But that's what our family life. had to do. That's what they do. And I remember sitting in the newsroom and one of his buddies that was sitting in one of the church pews was FaceTiming, was holding the phone up. And I'm watching my only brother I'm the, in the middle, my only brother who is like my best friend. And I'm watching him get married. And I'm not there. Because he got married on Friday. He wanted a night wedding and in the Catholic Church. You can't do Saturday night. You know I mean? Like, so he wanted to do Friday night. And um, and I'm watching it. And so all these other young journalists were around me. And they're like, what are you? And I'm sitting there crying as I'm watching him get married. And I'm like, why aren't you there? And I said, because it sweeps. Because like, you can't have off. They're like, wait, what? I'm like, you didn't know? And so now knowing that they've... they switch things up and now you can take time I think whenever I'm like really we're bitter yeah well, I'm, I'm real <laughs> salty about it because I miss my brother's winning but it wasn't it was something that I knew going in but I hit that point and again we have always talked about it when we hit 40 and we left you know that, that life behind it was that moment it's like something has to give I mean I've missed there was this art show my kids had at their school and I said to my the the immediate supervisor, it's the same one I've always had a problem with. Um, and I'm like, after the six o'clock newscast, can we like speed that meeting or can I head right out when the news is over? Because I have to get to this school art show by seven. It's over at seven. And he was like, you're going to go to the meeting. He's like, I'll make it quick. He deliberately, and I don't know for a fact, but my gut's telling me he deliberately went very long with this meeting. Very long. So it's like 10 till 7. I get in my car and I'm trying to race to the next town over. And my kids are piling in my husband's car. And it was like the scene out of a Lifetime movie. My daughter just looks at me and she's like, you missed it. Like cue the music. Wow. And my husband right, just kind of right. looked at me and kind of kind of shook his head. And like kind of like was gritting his teeth a little bit. Like, ugh. I mean, in that moment, I'm like, I am doing all of this. My family has sacrificed and I have... I feel like I've turned my back on them because I was all in for work because I had something to prove because if I wasn't all in then they told me that I didn't care and it's hard because not until you exited the business even though we were close not until you walked away did I feel truly in a position to be candid and transparent with you and say Amanda I couldn't tell you it while you were still in the game because I didn't want to add to what I knew was already an often stressful and guilt-ridden situation of the sacrifices you're making, I couldn't speak my truth to you to say, you're doing the right thing because only when you're out of it are you, go are you going to then reflect on the time and the sacrifices up to that point and say, okay, I needed to draw the line enough was enough because it was negatively impacting my children. And this is no you know, slam directly on anybody who has a very demanding job. But you have to own the fact that mm -hmm. if you have children, especially young children, as we did, you still do, and I did at the time, you are going to really rely on, lean on, and have to turn over the reins to hopefully their father or the significant other in your life because you're not going to be there. You're going to miss the art shows. You're going to miss events, or you're always going to be straddling 
one foot is still in the office. I've still got my mind and my makeup set on the 10 o'clock news, and I'm home trying to enjoy a quick dinner. And it's stressful because you're still on the clock. Right. I mean, your your mind cannot relax. You can't rest and be present like what we now know needs to happen of an evening to have a family dinner or be there with oh. our kids at night. It changes the whole game for you. The, and the, the family dinner was would crack me up because I would, if, if I could go home, because I was also told, well, you need to be in the newsroom. And it was just me. You need to be the one in the newsroom. Okay. And I'm not going to argue, I'm not going to throw my male counterpart, my male colleague under the bus, you know, if he can go home to enjoy his dinner, good for him. But if I could go home, it was such a quick turnaround. I would literally stand at the kitchen table and then it's like all the kids saying, you know, at the time when I was still in it, it was, you know, three, three of them. They all wanted to tell me about their day. But it was like, okay, what? Okay. And then I was like literally snapping it, hurrying them up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when they wanted to tell the day. Mom, can you read me a book? I can't. Can you read one when you get home? Well, honey, you're going to be in bed because I'm going to get home at 11 o'clock tonight. And it was um, it was just too much. And there was no bad. Ba- and I was miserable. I mean, I was miserable. When you look, when you see your babysitter who's watching your kids after school is the one signing off on homework. When mm-hmm. it's your babysitter who's teaching your kids, you know, the ABCs or, um, you know, how to shoot that jump shot in the backyard after school. Like, that's when it was, this is not okay. I was failing as a mom because I felt like I had to prove so much in my job as a profession. And um, so damn resentful to the men who I worked for who told me that I was a lousy employee on the days that I put my kids first. Like, I resent that. I resent the fact that after my first child, I felt um, pressured internally. I mean, nobody told me I had to, but I was back to work in four weeks. I had Gia on April 2nd, and on May 1st... Our birthday. Our birthday, our shared birthday, I was back on the news desk. Because so, it was sweeps. Because and it was, was sweeps. that pressure. There was that pressure you... because, wow, if I don't get back on there, I could be replaced like that. And yes. And, you know, and... I was I was thankful, Tara, that I had postpartum depression after Nico was born. You know why I was thankful? Because I got more time off. Wow. I was thankful to have like postpartum. Like something to that degree to feel like you deserve the time with your newborn. The one thing that I will say, and I was fortunate in in my situation prior to your time, With a different manager, I did have and consistently took those dinner breaks. And so I would say 95% of the time, I always went home between the 6 and 10. And that was somewhat my line in the sand. I could not give that up. But like I said, it was a stressful, not present existence when I did take those dinner breaks. Now I need to give the update and the conclusion on Dave's throat surgery. So he goes in for what was this emergency surgery, again, eats a piece of chicken nugget, leads to a weird issue feeling in his throat, x-ray shows something's not right. When they go in that night for this emergency surgery and started cutting through the tissue, it was so inflamed and swollen, they could not find or get to said object. So he goes out of surgery and is put on some steroids and other medication to alleviate the swelling so they could then try to go back in. And it was through the x-ray that they were able to try to guide the instruments and find that there was a about a two centimeter long piece of wire that had 
ultimately come off of probably some factory machine or equipment. And it was embedded in the lining in his throat. And had it gone all the way down his esophagus, it could have punctured organs internally. So he was thankfully unscathed in the end after what resulted in two emergency surgeries, only one of which I could be present for. Because you were on the desk. I was on the desk. And and we laugh about it now, but our mindset being out of that kind of somewhat ridiculous expectation is such that we, as you lament, I mean, you almost kick yourself saying, why did I allow that to happen? Why did I tolerate it? And I think my message to a lot of the women that would hear this is you do have more authority, you know, wherewithal and a right to stand up for yourself. It may not result in the outcome you want. Amanda and I were the suckers that still ended up having to Mm -hmm. do our jobs and did not get a pass. However, Mm -hmm. the male counterpart being given the license to do that we have a right and we should stand up for that equal acknowledgement treatment and ultimately equal opportunity. And I think it's easy, especially when you have jobs like we did, whereas we knew we were easily replaceable, it's easy to sort of lay down and take it because you start to have that insecurity Mm -hmm. and doubt creeping in because of that sometimes unspoken but subtle way management keeps you down absolutely we live in a society where we are all most of us are living to work we are living to work to go to our jobs no matter what job we have okay so i put myself back there where i didn't take calls from my husband or my kids or my parents or my grandma you know and all this stuff when it was those are precious moments we all know life is so short so once i finally said you know what Uh uh-uh Like, my family comes first. My happiness comes first. So I'm not going to be this dog and pony show anymore. And I'm going to put my foot down. But the thing is, it sounds, it's easier said than done. It is. Because as a woman, we do. And I don't care. People can call BS on this. We have more to prove. We have more to prove. And it took us until we were 40 40 to to be be able to shift to opportunities career-wise that allowed us to have and strike a better work-life balance. But we put in 20 years without achieving it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a long time. And before kids, we were all in. I mean, it was every wow. weekend I was emceeing an event. I was doing some kind of volunteer work as a station representative in my 20s. I was all over the place. And at the time, when you don't have children, in this case, I was dating the man that I ultimately married who had young children, but he had a shared you know, custody schedule with his ex. And so when I did see them and I had that experience of being with young children, it still didn't resonate with me like it did when I was older and started to see how and why women do have to choose. And in the end, is the job worth it? And you and I knew at some point, finally, that we weren't going to retire as news anchors. So at what cost? And exactly. we were able to walk away. And our children were still young when we did it. Well, and I laugh now because, you know, my youngest is two. And so I am definitely one of the oldest moms. And I'm going to be like very old when she is in school. I was like doing the math the other day. I'm like, okay, when you graduate high school, my God, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, I may be retired from work. I don't know. So, and that's because people are like, well, why did you you know, you had kids late. Well, I got married late too, because my twenties was devoted to the grind. Same. 
It was the grind. It was all about my career because that's what was important. I had to make all those sacrifices and I loved it. I mean, I think when you start off and you're doing all these public appearances and you're doing all this stuff and you love it, you're working like a 14 hour day, but you love it. You do. And that's the norm for women in television. Absolutely. Everybody has to delay a lot of their, you know, put your personal life on hold. Because for one, you're moving often places where you're Mm -hmm. starting over. And if you switch to different schedules or get different opportunities, that often means I'm leaving the state Mm -hmm. and leaving the man or the relationship behind. And in my case... I left Yakima, Washington in December of 2002 and had 48 hours to drive a U-Haul halfway across the country and get here to begin my new television position. And it was a two and a half year long distance relationship between my then boyfriend and now husband before he moved and relocated here. And when we went to pick our wedding day, thinking of your brother's wedding, he was coming here to be a teacher. At that time, they were going to start right in the middle of August with these teacher work days. We were in the sweep cycle. So July was out. So the only <laughs> weekend we could get married was one weekend in August of 2005. And that is how I picked my wedding date, based on sweeps and a teacher schedule that sh- you know normally would be more flexible, but not when the whole month of July is wiped uh-huh. out. And he was out in Washington State where he had to teach through the middle to end of June. So no June date, no July date, one weekend in August, and then bang, he starts teaching the following week. And so I laugh when we talked about this in another podcast. When I took off those five days for my honeymoon and like the two days leading up to the wedding, that was the longest vacation I ever had in 20 years. Isn't Eight days. Thing? Eight. <laughs> I think, you know, I think the big thing, especially for women, and, you know, and there's a lot of uh, guys who listen to this podcast. I hear from them. Yes, thank so, you, gentlemen. I, I'm talking to you, Levi and Jeremy. I'll give you that public shout out. But I think the big thing is that women need to identify is what's your end goal? Okay. Like, what is your, if you're working and you are, you can't find that work life balance and you find yourself working, just what is your end goal? Is it going to be worth it in the end? That's right. Because I guarantee it it may not be. Because at the end, when my news career was over, and I was told, you know, here's your, here's the door, okay? And I thought about, it was kind of like slow motion, like, you know, the, you're this, like you, you saw the whole career flash before your eyes. I was deleted from the website. My blog was gone. It was like I never existed there by 10.31 p.m. that night. Same here. Exact same thing. My my giant done. portrait came down off the wall, and I was given the picture but told I had to return the frame. <laughs> but still, and I was still contacted months later that my jacket you with the your station jacket. logo needed to be turned in. Right. I hope it was dry cleaned or washed because as we speak, someone is walking around with my stress stained, stress sweat stained coat. And it was very telling, as you describe. You're replaceable. Mm-hmm. You're not memorable in many respects no. because there's always some new voice, personality, individual that will come along and will do the same job and will be the name that replaces yours. And in our case, you replace me, then you went through the same cycle that I had experienced. And thankfully, we came out on the other end as friends. Absolutely. Thank goodness we did. Soldiers. Soldiers. 
I think we're comrades this one, in arms. We are comrades <laughs> in arms. Like, thank gosh. But I really like, you know, it's just, just use the word no and don't apologize for saying the word no. If someone says, hey, can you go do this for, I mean, now don't say, you know, tell your boss you need to get this report done. No. I mean, but uh, like have ba- set up boundaries. Right. And, you know, put what's important, the most important thing in your life. It, nine times out of ten, it's people's families. It's not their it job. Is, it is. Put that first. You will never regret spending more time with your children. Never regret it. That's right. I mean, it's like snow days. I used to hate them because I had to go into work. Now it's like, I love a good snow day. You know what? I'm not going to risk my life on the road in my car. So I close our office. And where it's like hot chocolate and movies and the kids. It's That's the memorable stuff. And it's... Now I have achieved work-life balance because I know when to put my foot down. I know when to draw the line. And I don't apologize for saying no. Saying no is ultimately saying yes to what really matters in our lives. And God bless us that we came to a place where we were able to live that truth midway through our career trajectory when our children were still young enough to need us and appreciate our presence. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a good week.